Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited because I love recording podcasts and I love life. (laughs) I love life. God is so, so good. And I'm just so thankful for him. And I remind myself often, a lot of times when I wake up in the morning, I will say, this is the day, God, that you have made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And that is a scripture. And so just always remind myself, the word says to rejoice always. And so even in the hardest seasons, we still can find ourselves in a in a state of rejoicing because he's good and his goodness never changes no matter what our life looks like in any given season. He is always faithful. He's always for us. His character is constant and who he is never changes. And so that alone is worthy of rejoicing because guess what? Our lives are hidden in him. And that is one thing that I remind myself of a lot too, that my life is hidden in him. And so yeah, there's that. So anyway, today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about Proverbs eighteen twenty four, And in that scripture, it says that he who has friends must show himself friendly. And so I love love, love, love friendship. If you know me at all, I'm like the girl who has 500 best friends and I just love people and we all should because it's what God calls us to. He calls us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is the first and greatest commandment. And then the second is like it to love others as ourselves. And so just being someone who loves people and just genuinely wants good community and good relationships. I just felt like this was such a good topic to talk about. And I actually was just walking through my house. I'm grabbing my Bible um, because I want to read that scripture right out of the word. I don't want to paraphrase it. Um, sometimes I say that. I'm like, this is the JRV, the Janice Regal version. But sometimes I just want to read Read it exactly the way that it is written, the exact way that it is written. Okay, I stopped recording for just a second so I could look it up. So it's Proverbs 18.24. It says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. And I remember someone quoting that scripture to me several years ago. And it just always has stuck with me because um, it's the word of God. And so I I love the word of God. And so anyway, it just got me thinking about just how practical the word of God is. I think sometimes we think, oh, the word of God is just so lofty and heady and I can't understand it. There's so much scripture that all of it is applicable to our lives, but so much of it that is just practical. And so I love Proverbs. If you've never delved into the word of God, or maybe it's been a while. Proverbs is an awesome place to read daily. There are 31 chapters. And so guess what? Most months have, you know, 30, 31 days or whatever. And so you can read one every day and just gain wisdom. This is called the book of wisdom. And so I love that. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. It's so practical. It's 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 not anything super deep, but it is meaningful. And it just got me thinking about just the practical implications of what it looks like 
to be a good friend to other people. And I think that that is something that God has given me a gift in and ability in. Um, I have a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people who I'm very close with and who I've invested and poured my heart into and in relationships with other people are such an important part of my life. And so I also am well aware that that is not the case for everyone. I am, I always say I'm, I'm an extrovert with a capital E. And so I love being around people and don't get me wrong. I have, I get peopled out too, even as an extrovert. Some of you may be surprised to hear that, that I do have times where I'm like, I've had enough of people. I need some alone time. And so I have to retreat, but it's very infrequent, like every six months. <laughs> no, not really. But I do have to make sure that I'm making time where it's just me and the Lord and that I'm not packing my schedule out so much with other people. And so anyway, um, that's for all you extroverts. Make sure that you are retreating and having that alone time one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. That's so important. But it is so important that we do have a good community of believers and that we can be iron sharpening for one another. The word says iron sharpens iron. And so, um, and it talks about the countenance of a friend lifting up the countenance of a friend. And so it is just so important that we have good community. I cannot stress that enough. I could shout it from the rooftops that it is so important that we have good community and accountability. That is one thing the Lord put on my heart several years ago is to get someone to have as an accountability partner. And so that was someone that I would pray with, someone that I would share hard things with that I would say, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I need you to pray for me for all those things. It was someone that I could be vulnerable and transparent with without fear of judgment, without whatever. And just having that, just someone that I could give basically the key to my heart and say, you know, I, I trust you. And so I had someone that was in my life first season, Jenny, shout out to you if you're listening. She was such, such an amazing prayer partner for me for for several years and just seasons of life have shifted us and we're not in each other's circle as much anymore as we used to be. And I just praise and thank God for the season of life that she was. She was in my life um, during that time or whatever. And, you know, God shifted us and, and a lot of our lives are lived, uh, our life is lived in seasons. And so sometimes people just aren't in those same roles forever and, and that's okay. We just have to trust the Lord with that. And so in this season of life, I have someone else, I have a couple people actually, probably three, that I would say have like the lock and key to my heart, that they know the depths of what I go through. They are people that I can call and say, I am struggling with this, and I don't care how ugly or dark or whatever it is, like I can be fully vulnerable and honest and transparent with them and know that they're going to point me to the Word of God. They're going to point me back to truth. They're going to say, uh, this is a lie that you're believing of the enemy and, you know, we're going to get rid of it. And even a few weeks ago, I was with one of my best friends and I won't name any of these people by name just because it doesn't matter, but I was with her and I was just sharing something that I was struggling with. And I told her, I think I need to get a coffee. And this is just me sharing my heart with you and something super personal that I went through very recently. And I told her, I think I need to get a coffee or something. I'm just exhausted. And she looked at me and she goes, you don't need coffee. You don't need coffee. You are dealing with disappointment and it's making you weary. And I was like, you're right. And in that moment, I was able to just let my guard down with her and share just what was on my heart in a very real and transparent way. And then she was able to pray for me 
And I'm telling you, by the time we got done praying, we ended up taking communion together and she prayed for me. I walked through some repentance of my own that I needed to deal with and laying some things down before the Lord. And when we got done, I was full of energy, wide awake and all of that. And it was just such a, now it's such a beautiful testimony of just the beauty of having someone like that in your life. And I pray that if you don't have people like that in your corner, if you don't have people like that who are, you know, willing to call you out on your crap sometimes and willing to be honest and blunt and and bold with you, I pray that God would put people like that in your life because we need it. We need that. We need to be that for each other. We can't just have like these surfacey relationships with people. I'm so, you know, and God, God does have different people. I'm trying to, trying to be careful with how I say this. And I, and I always liken it to Jesus because he's our perfect model, right? He's our perfect model in all things and how we should live our lives. And even in relationships, like he had the three, he had his, his three that were like his inner circle. And then he had the 12, they were still really close to him and they did everything with him. They went everywhere with him. And then he did have the multitudes. Those are people that were in close proximity with him at times, but not always. And so I think about that with my own circle of people. I have a lot of people in my life, but I have very few that are in my inner, inner circle and people that I would tell everything to. And and yeah, I just think we need that. I think we need people that are in our inner circle that I could call at the at the drop of a hat and and just be real with and say, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggling with. Or they're even so close to me that they see when the enemy is doing things to me and I'm unaware of it. Like I don't even realize that I'm that I'm battling with this or whatever, but they are so close to me and they know me so well that they recognize when the enemy is just having a heyday in my life and they call it out and they aren't afraid to say, this is this is what you're dealing with and and I'm not going to have it. <laughs> I'm not going to, like I say this all the time. I say this quote all the time. It's not on my watch. And that is people that are in my life. Listen, if you are listening to this and you are one of my close friends, know that I am always praying for you. I'm in your corner. And I, then I say that over people that are, that are, that God has put close in my life. I say that not on my watch. Like I'm not going to let the enemy destroy and wreak havoc on people's lives that I'm close with and that I love. And so that is how I feel about that. Take a quick drink of water because I am still praying and believing for restoration in my voice. And it's not completely 100% back, but it is coming back in Jesus name, declaring that over myself. (laughs) And that's a whole other thing. Be mindful of what you're declaring over yourself. God has been so speaking of my heart lately about declarations, and I love where the word of God says, declare a thing and it will be established. And it's so important that we're declaring things that are in alignment with God's word and his truth and his will for our lives. But when we know that we have a word from the Lord and we know what his will is, then we can declare a thing and it will be established. And so I've been encouraging so many people to write out declarations for their life, for their ministry, for their family whatever that is. And so I encourage you to do that too. And so I'll do that. I'll just say over myself, like declare restoration over my voice because I know I'm called the public speaking and I know I'm called to preach his word. And so I know that it is not his will for me to have a voice that is strained and out of order. (laughs) And so anyway, oh, God is so good. God is so good. And so back to the whole topic of being a good friend and what that looks like and what that means. I encourage you 
One, pray for someone for an accountability partner. Pray for people that that God would put spirit-filled people in your life that would be able to pour into your life. I actually just had a conversation with one of my really good friends, Angela, recently about um, about spiritual ma- mamas. And I was actually out on a walk, and one of my favorite things to do while I'm out on walks is pop my AirPods in and listen to music or listen to messages. But then sometimes too, I'll get, I'll just talk to people and get people, someone on the phone and we'll talk and encourage each other and pray for each other while I'm out walking. It just makes the time go by faster. And so I was talking to her and got way more steps in than I planned because it was pretty mindless to be able to just walk and, and talk to her at the same time. And we talked about that. Like, do you think, and she asked me that, like, do you think that someone has to have a spiritual mom? And I'm like, no, I mean, there's nothing scripturally that says you have to have a spiritual mom. And the word does say, I believe in Titus 2, it talks about like pouring into the younger generation. The older women should teach the younger women and things like that. But do you have to have someone necessarily one-on-one or whatever? Mm. I mean, I think it's it's good advice. I personally do that. Paul, I always think about like Paul and Timothy. Anna and I talk about this a lot with our ministry. Like Paul was pouring in to Timothy, but then he also had Barnabas that he was running with. And so... Um, it's important that we have people that we're running in ministry with people that we're pouring into that we're being poured into all those things. And so, yeah, that is, that is one piece of advice that I definitely have as far as that goes. And then also I've seen this happen so much, um, just in conversations I've had with different people and things where they feel like, I don't know, like relationships have grown apart. And and like I said earlier, there are seasons where that happens and things, but sometimes we have to remember that relationships are a two-way street. And so if you're always the one reaching out to someone else, like maybe they're in a season of their life where they just don't have anything to give. And so there's grace for that, obviously, but don't be that person who is constantly waiting for other people to reach out to you in order to have you know, friendship developing and things like that. Take time during your day to reach out to people and ask them how they're doing. Let them know you're praying for them only if you're genuinely praying for them. If you tell people you're praying for them, actually be doing it. Pray for people and then let them know, hey, I'm praying for you. And and reach out to people and ask them, hey, are you free for a coffee date? Do you want to do dinner sometime? Like that is something that I do all the time. I'm super intentional about connecting with people and making sure that they know that I'm thinking of them or whatever, because I genuinely am. And I do genuinely care about people. And I do genuinely pray for my friends and I pray for their families and their marriages and things like that. And, and I feel like friendship is, is so important that we are building relationships with people in the body of Christ, that we are doing what the word says and building one another up, encouraging one another daily. The word says that encourage one another daily because we need that. This world is crazy and chaotic. And I know that that is not a revelation to anyone listening because it's obvious. <laughs> Just turn on the news. Actually, I don't encourage you to turn on the news because um, I don't endorse the news because it's filled with lies and fear. But I, but I'm just saying like you can look around you in the world and see the chaos that is consuming our world and know that my goodness, we need to be able to encourage one another. We need to encourage one another with the word of God to remind one another of his promises. And even the other day I was reading in, I believe it's First Thessalonians where it talks about to encourage one another with 
the promise that Jesus is coming back, that to encourage and comfort one another with, with that promise. And so we can do that with the word of God, encourage one another with, with what the word of God says, encourage one another with the fact that he's coming back. This world is not our home. And this is, this is not where, this is not where our journey begins and ends that we have an eternity ahead of us. And I love that the word of God says that eternal life is knowing him. And we can, we can do that now, as soon as we're born again, and we enter into relationship with him, we start eternal life, eternal life begins. And so we can know him now we can walk in relationship with him now and just know that that relationship never ends. It goes on for all of eternity. And we can be called a friend of God. And that is one of my favorite names that God gives us. He calls us beloved. He calls us chosen and beautiful and all these things. But he calls us a friend of God. And when we really consider what that means, like what does it mean to be a friend to someone, to be a companion with someone? That is such a title that that means so much to me because like I said, I love people. Relationships are important to me. Friendships are important to me. And I invest a lot of myself into them. And to know that the God of the universe, the God of all creation, the one who breathed stars into existence calls me his friend, that wrecks me. (laughs) That wrecks me. And that is um, something Lana Vosser says all the time. I love her. And I've mentioned her in other podcasts, but she says all the time, like, she just says that I love the fact that I'm a friend of God and she calls herself a friend of God all the time. And, and she's the one that really reminds me often of the fact that God calls me his friend and how beautiful that is. And guess what? Friends tell each other secrets and, and friends spend time together and friends trust one another. And I just, I love that he calls me his friend and I am honored to call him my friend and to have that kind of a relationship with a God who wouldn't have to give me any of his time, but he chooses to give me all of his time. Anytime that I want him, he is always there. He's always there. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And so if you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night or you're restless or just going throughout your day, just know that God is never too busy for you. He is your friend. He is always there for you. He's always faithful. And that is one thing I've been saying so, so much lately. You probably heard it in every podcast episode on all my posts on social media. I'm always saying he is so faithful and he is for you because it's true. And I remind myself of that all the time. He is so faithful and he loves you with an everlasting love. He surrounds you with songs of deliverance. His banner over you is love. He delights in showing mercy. I remind myself of all of those things because the enemy will try all of the time to get us to doubt and question who God is and what what his word says, who he is to us, his faithfulness toward us, his love toward us, all those things. But when we stand on the word of God and when those lies come in and we say, no, this is what the word of God says. That is exactly how Jesus refuted the enemy in the wilderness. Everything the enemy was coming at him with the word of God and Jesus refuted it with the word of God because the enemy was twisting God's word. That's what he does. He's a contorter. He twists the word of God. And so we have to know the word of God for ourselves. We have to have a deep-seated understanding, revelation and knowledge of what the word of God says and understanding of what what it means. And so when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard against him. Amen. And so we can, we can always refute him with the word of God when we hear his lies because the word says we 
know God's voice. The word says, my sheep know my voice and another voice they will not follow. And so when that other voice comes in, for one, we recognize that's not God's voice. And that is not what my God says. That's not what the word of God says. And here's what it says. And so there's scripture too that says that we cast down vain imaginations, that we pull down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought kept in every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. And so that means when those thoughts come come in and those accusations come in, that we are arresting them. We are taking them captive and we are making them obedient to Christ. And to make them obedient to Christ, we have to know what the word of God says because Jesus is the word of God. And so that is what we do. We refute those arguments with the with the word of God, with the truth. I was not planning on talking about any of that, but you know what? That is why I always say, Lord, before I start every podcast, I say, Lord, I say, Lord, fill my mouth with wisdom. Let faithful instruction be on my lips. Anoint my words and speak through me. Holy Spirit, speak through me because I don't ever want to be so stuck to a message that I can't veer from it as the Lord leads. So it's so important. So, so important that we just let him lead us and into all truth. And I love that the, the word says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. And so sometimes conversations or podcast episodes or, or whatever we're doing, they veer with the moving of the Holy Spirit. We just let him go. We just flow with his spirit. He is so, so good and so faithful. So I encourage you to invest in your friendships this week. Back to the whole, the main topic of what I started recording the podcast for. To, excuse me, had a hiccup. To make sure that you are investing in the relationships that God has put in your life. And ask the Lord for wisdom. I love that in James it says, if we lack wisdom to ask. So if you're like, God, how do I let people know that I love them, that I care for them? And he'll give you fun, unique ideas in ways to reach out. Maybe you'll write someone a word of encouragement or a text or or an actual handwritten letter or buy them a gift or make time to spend with them or whatever that is. Like God's going to show you how to pour into other people because it's so important that we are constantly encouraging one another and staying in fellowship that we're not forsaking the gathering of believers. And that isn't just church attendance. My goodness, if that is all that, that, that is not all that means because we can go to church every week and have literally no fellowship with people. I know people, and I, I know there are people, I'm not even thinking of anyone specific at all when I'm saying this. I'm just saying I know there are people who slip in and out of church and have no relationships with anyone in their church. So not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. That is so much bigger than just attending a church service. You need to be in good fellowship with other believers where you are praying together, where you are getting into the word of God together, where you are encouraging one another, where you are letting the gifts, according to 1 Corinthians 12, where you are letting those gifts be in operation, all of that. That's so important that we're doing that because we need to be doing that. The world is only growing darker, but God's light shines brightest in the darkness. And so stay salty for him. I love that the word says that we are salt and light to this earth. And so we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And so to stay salty, don't lose your flavor in the Lord and to not hide your light. The Lord gave me a vision last year of the Holy Spirit just tipping over baskets. And it talks about that in the word about how it says, don't hide your light under a basket. And so I just saw the Holy Spirit tipping baskets. It was like time for people to come out of hiding. Stop being ashamed of the fact that you're a Christian. Stop being ashamed of the gospel. Stop being ashamed that you 
love Jesus and let your light shine. Let your light shine so that people can know him. So the people that are grappling in the dark can find truth. And that truth is him. Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And so we can't hide the light that's inside of us. It's so important that we let it shine and then we point people to him because he is the savior of the world. So I'm going to go ahead and close out in prayer and then I'm going to go to bed because it is really late, but I'm a night owl, but I'm also trying to train myself to go to bed at a decent time. So pray for me. <laughs> oh, Father God, thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you for every single person that is listening to this episode. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom from heaven on how to pour into people that you have put in their lives, how to pour into their friendships, how to be a friend, like your word says, that they would show themselves as friendly, God, and that you would just show them how to show love to those around them. You would show them how to show love to those around them, God. And I just pray that you would bless them. God, catapult them into their destiny and calling. I pray that nothing would hinder them or stop them in any way, shape, or form from living in the fullness of all that you've created them for. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.